listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hi, welcome to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Aria and I'm here with our resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello. We're here to talk about senior pets today. Absolutely. So uh, just remember that this is just general advice for advice specific to you and your pet's needs. Please contact your veterinarian. Sounds good. So senior pets, they need a little bit more extra care, a little bit more fragile as they age. They can be, yes. Um, they're, I mean, a big part of our families. They've been in the families for a long time. Yeah. Um, there is a bit of variation on, on what is a senior pet, I suppose. Yes. Yep. What um, does make a pet a senior pet? Um. Their age in general, but, <laughs> <laughs> but when you're talking about, I mean, dogs, okay, you know, little dogs age a lot slower than big dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to put names and tags on things, okay, I count and most people count seven years of age um, for um, dogs as being a senior pet. Yep. But there's some flexibility in there as in if you've got a massive Great Dane that's 80 kilos, um, that pet is going to be a senior pet like it five yeah um and little dogs okay maybe you could say that they're senior pets when they're eight or nine years of age because hopefully they're going to last all their 15 16 17 years of age but yeah, yeah. if you say seven years that's a, a good line to draw and cats um most people sort of say eight years yeah um, because again smaller animals tend to last for a bit longer thankfully yeah um, so that's sort of the, the general definition um as far as when is my pet the senior pet yeah 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 and so um when when you, someone's pet's getting to that kind of age, what should they be thinking about doing? Should they be looking at going to the vet a little bit more frequently for checkups? Absolutely, yep, because if you think about dog years and cat years versus human years, I mean one year in your pet's life is really like seven or eight years in our life. Yep. So um, my stand recommendation is definitely yearly checkups um, for pets over seven years of age and, and ideally um, it'll be every six months. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah because yeah. So, so much happens in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And most things with senior um, healthcare, it's okay, the earlier we can diagnose something or the earlier we can pick up on something, the more options we've got to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely catch it early and make sure that they, you know, get on top of it early. Yeah, and just make smaller changes um, earlier that can make big changes later on. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What kind of struggles do older pets have and, and what are you looking for um, when pets start to get a little bit older? Oh, look, it's, I mean, there's there's heaps of different things that starts to go wrong and, and I mean, the main thing is um, age isn't just the problem. Like, getting old isn't a disease. There's mm-hmm. more um, problems that come on more frequently as you get older, but just because a pet's 12 years of age doesn't mean it's necessarily going to have all those problems. Yeah. Um, and the... Yeah, age isn't the only factor. There's things that happen more frequently as they get older, but it's not just because they're getting old. There's there's specific conditions that we can usually do specific things about. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, old age obviously isn't the the disease. There's the diseases that they're more likely to get as they get older. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, arthritis is probably the first one that springs to mind as being more likely to happen Absolutely. in older pets. Yeah. I mean, it's just. A lot of it's just wear and tear on the system. So, yeah. yes, the older that they get, the more likely they are to have accumulated wear and tear. Um, and there's lots of factors that sort of go into that. Um, and some of those things can be difficult to 
um, diagnose early or, or people sort of go unnoticed and then is the oh they're just getting old because um, they're getting stiffer to get up in the morning yeah. and, and they're sleeping more and, and reluctant to get out of bed and they just don't do as much as they used to. Well, is that old age? No, they're probably more uncomfortable because they've got arthritic conditions if that's the reason that they're slowing down. Yeah. Um, and again, there's specific things that we can do about that and, and getting a diagnosis on, okay, is that what's going on um, at your vet is very important, um, but then going down the, the multitude of, of anti-arthritic things yeah. and, and preventative and treatments that you can do for arthritis. Um, it's amazing know, the difference. It's amazing the difference you can see in those pets once they start getting treatment for arthritis. Oh, they absolutely. just bounce back to life. Yeah. It's um, really good. And it depends on where you are on that scheme of degeneration because yeah. Yeah, arthritis is a, a degenerative condition which you can't cure, but you can certainly at any stage um, intervene with, with either prescription medications, um, plus or minus um, supplements and, yeah. and you know, weight loss and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if, if, you're, if someone's noticing that their pet is like stiff or, or lame, um, so not walking properly, um, they need to go to the vet. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to diagnose, you know, is it arthritis or is there another specific condition going on? I mean, you know, bigger dogs, we have bone cancer troubles and, and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. You know, there's, there's other causes for just being stiff and, and cats. Um, we're talking about cats. I mean, a lot of time you don't get specific lameness troubles in cats. Mm-hmm. You get um, just failure to jump up on the furniture as much as they used to. I mean, just general less exercise in general, you know, is, is a, a problem. And again, if they're exercising less because they're in pain from arthritis, well, that's just not because they're getting old. It's because they're in pain from arthritis. Yeah. Um, and there's something you can specifically do about that. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I guess on that note, um, it's a good place to segue into dietary needs because for joint health, maintaining a good weight is very important. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And weight's a, two-way street to some extent because, I mean, uh, being overweight, which unfortunately lots of pets um, are overweight, you know, through their life and that's through early adulthood and, and, and being an adult and then um, they can remain overweight or sometimes get more overweight as they get older because if they're doing less exercise, well, they're going to tend to burn off less energy and if you keep feeding the same amount, well, they're probably going to tend to put on weight yeah. um, and that is an escalating problem there. So, yeah. I mean, that's one thing to consider. Um, some pets, if they are... Um, in pain from arthritis and they're doing this exercise, will they lose muscle mass? Yeah. So the weight on the scales, I mean, it counts, but we talk about like condition scores yeah. and, and putting your hands on the pet and saying, okay, okay, we're pretty fat, but we've actually got, you know, muscle atrophy along the, the top line and, yeah. and we've got, okay, this right hind leg has got less muscle on it. So, okay, is there a specific condition going on with that, with that leg? So it's not just, the pet weighs the same and I mean it might be a ten kilo pet for all its life. Yeah. But the ten kilo body composition when it's twelve years of age may be completely different to the ten kilos that it was when it was running around like a lunatic for half a day. Yeah. You know, as a as a younger dog. So yeah, it condition is probably more important than weight. But yeah. yes, we've got sort of a, a section of pets that are overweight coming into geriatric years um and that's a problem because they wear out faster yeah um, and then we've got um another sort of class of older pets that have got weight loss as a problem and, yeah. and there's a number of different causes of, of weight loss and again sometimes that's quite rapid and, and if you've got rapid weight loss and you haven't been on a strict diet well that's you know a problem yeah. of some description that needs diagnosing because you know there's lots of conditions that are more common in 
older age that, that do cause weight loss, um, like kidney disease, you'll get weight loss from, from peeing out all their protein and, and yeah. the, the body not working properly. Um, certainly liver disease is, is reasonably common. Um, yeah. and that, you know, they're eating the food, but they're not metabolizing it properly. So you end up with weight loss for that reason. Yeah. Um, that's cat, interesting. Cats, um, certainly prone both to kidney problems, so renal disease, and that causes skinny old cats, um, but really quite prone to hyperthyroidism as well. So you get um, increased thyroid activity in some old cats, which is a specific condition, which again is treatable, yeah. um, but you've got to diagnose it first through blood yeah. tests. Um, and, and weight loss is sort of the corner of, of cornerstone of that yeah. of that condition. So um, any changes in weight when you haven't sort of changed the diet, I mean, that's something to for your vet to look into. And, and if you're having regular... Vet checks. Will you weigh them at every vet check? Yep. Um, and you, you're earlier to the to the party as far as getting on top of those problems. So um, that's you know the weight side of things. But yes, dietary requirements yeah, so do change over time sometimes as well. How do the dietary requirements change as they get older? Yep. So I mean, in, in general, um, they're doing less exercise, so they probably need less energy. Um, so you know, a more um, a diet that's more suitable for, in general, older pets that might be a little bit lower in energy, but then some pets that are having trouble maintaining weight, well, maybe they need a higher energy. So it's yeah. really can be quite individualised. And, yeah. and again, depends on what um, illnesses are, are building up in the system because, I mean, there's some foods that have got um, like joint yeah. diets basically for pets, but then if you're on a joint diet but you've also got um, a kidney problem or a liver problem, um, you know, one specific diet may not be suitable for them. You've got other, you know, supplements. So if you've got kidney troubles or you might be on a kidney diet, but then you need additional supplements to treat the arthritis at the same time. Yeah, so, because you can't, well, if you, yes, yes, there's kidney diets. Yes, there's liver diets. Yes, there's joint diets. Yes, there's, um, crazy old dog brain function diets, <laughs> but there's no point feeding four different diets at once to try yeah. and treat each condition because you're not treating any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you know, additional supplements and that sort of thing come in yeah. for the specific conditions that your pet's got. With my little old dog, I had a drawer full of all of his yep. his old man pills, yep. I'd call them. <laughs> here's, your, here's your food and here's the extra stuff yeah, on, like on top. I'd, I'd spend more time it. making his dinner up than yeah, mine. That happens. I've got I've got a little crate at home on our food prep area, which yep. has got all the yep, arthritic dog and crazy dog and another <laughs> crazy supplement, <dog>. supplements, <laughs> which is another problem that old dogs get. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you mean when you say crazy old dog? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of different things go on. Um, there's certainly a condition called geriatric. Cognitive dysfunction, which happens both in dogs and cats, mm-hmm. um, it, it's difficult to diagnose sometimes because there is certainly you know, a specific condition where you've got decreased blood flow um, to the brain, essentially. So the wow. brain isn't working as well as it should um, as a primary thing with you know, blood vessel changes in the brain, but yeah. also the heart's maybe not working at 100%. Um, and there's other conditions that are contributing to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got an older pet and older pets are more prone to having um, vision problems. So yeah. they're, they're getting cataracts or they're getting other eye disorders that are age-related that – Okay, they've got less input, so their vision's decreasing. Certainly yeah. there's lots of old dogs and old cats um, just get non-specific hearing deficits, so yeah. they, they go deaf over time. Um, and that's, again, quite variable. Some of them go deaf quite quickly. Some of them 
they've probably been going deaf for a while, but they don't have to listen to the radio or anything, so it's hard to know yeah, when, when they're going deaf, like when they're losing hearing yeah. until it's gone sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, some of them are, I call it selective deafness, or yes. they, they don't hear you say get off the couch, but they hear the dog food bag rattle. Absolutely. So, um, because they're stiffer and they couldn't be bothered getting up to the, all the sounds that they but that, used to get up to. selective deafness I don't think is specific to senior pets. Oh, I think <laughs> a lot of young dogs and cats have that too. But when they're getting, <laughs> are getting deaf, like, you know, are they just doing it selectively or, yeah. or they actually can't hear it? And yeah. like, I, I sort of say if they can't hear the fridge open or can't hear the food bowl, it's a pretty fair chance of going deaf. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and so if they're going blind and if they're going deaf, um is there change in behaviour, um, you know, to be less, um, maybe less uh, aware of what's going on, less responsive to what's going on? Is that because their brain's not working as well or it just hasn't got as many inputs? And, yeah. that, and that's a hard one. And yeah. there's, you know, there's, I mean, diets can be high in antioxidants, which might help with, with cognitive function a little yeah. bit, um, high in fish oil or omega-3s, which has an anti-inflammatory effect, which might help you know, yeah. increase brain function. Um, and there's a couple of or specific prescription medications that we give, you know, to pets to try and combat that. Yeah. Um, but getting to that diagnosis really by excluding other problems um, is is sort of how you get to that geriatric cognitive function yeah. um, diagnosis sometimes. And, like, speaking of their cognitive function, I think a lot of people underestimate how important it is to have enrichment for older dogs as Absolutely. well. Like I'm always banging on about enrichment, but I think especially for older dogs who maybe aren't as mobile or, yep. you know, they're not doing as much playing outside because they have limited vision, yep. enrichment toys can be so good for them. Absolutely. And, I mean, they need something. And, yeah. and if they're just little empty vessels sitting around doing nothing all day and then eventually getting up when to go to the talk when they need to, yeah. um, I mean, it becomes a quality of life. Thing yeah, to some absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's um, like the doggy version of sitting up and knitting or something. Yeah, absolutely. And and the more they've got to, and I mean, maybe they've got less physical capacity to do exercise. I mean, exercise is still really, really, really yeah. important. Um, and the if you don't use it, you lose it, and that's the same in the dog world, basically. Yeah. So, um, I mean, having a an exercise plan or an exercise regime for your pets as best as possible um, and that probably doesn't include chasing a tennis ball for five minutes if they're getting old and arthritic um, yeah. but moving you know going for walks both for mental and and um, physical stimulation um, is a good idea and just yeah just getting out there and moving without doing high impact stuff yeah. or, or as little high impact stuff as possible is probably a good idea for their, yeah. for their yeah, physical and mental health but those you know those muscles are really important to keep moving and keep using them that's yeah. for sure yeah. yeah, just a little wander in the park. A little wander in the park or, yeah. yeah, just, you know, using your nose. And the nose doesn't seem to disappear. Like the sense of smell just yeah. seems to, as much as you can tell, um, hang around because yeah, there's plenty of blind and deaf old dogs out there that their nose still works really, really well. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't seem to disappear. Yeah. yeah, that's really, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. They're lucky that they have that sort of Absolutely. sixth sense in a way, yeah. don't they? It's um, Yeah, it's a pretty important sense to them. Um, and we were talking about crazy Old dogs, um, and crazy old cats to some extent. I mean, there's there is behavioural changes that seem to accumulate over pets' lives, and, mm-hmm. and anxiety probably more so in dogs yeah. than in cats. Um, anxiety is a you know an increasing problem with age, just because they've got more. I think trigger points over yeah. time in you know storm phobias and noise phobias and all that sort of thing. That there's very few pets have problems with that when they're one, two, or three, like yeah. when they're young. But but whatever. Um, 
exposure they've had through their life, it becomes a problem and, yeah. and it's just more likely to happen. And that's interacting with, I mean, pain's a big trigger for anxious style behaviour as well, like yeah. being able to um, not settle at night and, and the nocturnal nighttime um, sort of anxious wandering around the house um not being able to settle activity, well, you know, is that anxiety because they can't hear as well as they used to and can't see as well as they used yeah. to and, and used to know that their owner was three um, rooms away yeah. snoring, dash, sleeping, um, and they knew <laughs> where they were, whereas now they can't hear them so they they need to be clinging in beside yeah. them sort of thing. Um, or is that pain from my back sore, my neck sore, my joints are sore, I can't settle as much as I would like to because I'm just bloody uncomfortable. Yeah. Because a lot of those anxious pets, um, before you intervene with um, anti-anxiety medications, if you treat for pain a lot of the yeah. time, those symptoms decrease or go away. So yeah. it's not just um, it's not just a mental issue. Like there can be a physical issue in putting into it. Yeah. And, and again, that's where your vet check is. And a holistic approach important. to it, sort of yeah. looking at the entire picture. And there's just lots of interconnecting factors there, yeah. Yeah, which is which makes it hard. And, and that's why you know senior pet care. It is. It's a really big thing, and, yeah. and you know when you go to your vet to have a senior vet check. I mean, history is really, really important, um, yeah. and it might take you know five or ten minutes to just talk about what the pet's up to. Yeah, um, because there's so many little hints that you can get from. Okay, what's changed? Yeah, what hasn't changed? Um, and when you go to your vet for a vet check, it's you know make a checklist of all the things that you think might have changed or little niggles that you're worried about yeah. because sometimes that, that little thing puts you down a path to finding out, you know, what's a major problem Yeah. Um, because you live with your pet and you know what used to happen and what happens now and, okay, why has that changed? Yeah. But it's usually not just getting old. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, with being unsettled at night, the toilet can be – a yes. reason behind that. Yep. What kind of toilet troubles do the little oldies get? Oh, I mean, there's, again, lots of different <laughs> things going on. So, um, I mean, a lot of um, people report, okay, you know, you're finding puddles where you didn't used to. So mm-hmm. that might be um, puddles in the bed or they just wander around the house and pee where they didn't used to or um, need to go out more frequently. And, and sometimes it's just, okay, they just can't hang on for as long as they used to. And then that's something that we need to try and accommodate um, where they might need more toilet breaks. Um, but at the same time, is that just an ageing problem where they don't have as good a bladder control as they used to or have they got specific urinary incontinence issues? And that certainly happens and that is more likely to happen as they age um, for hormonal reasons mm. or, or, you know, again, to do with back pain and arthritis and that yeah. sort of thing? Um, or are they drinking more water, which may go unnoticed, particularly in a multi-dog or yeah. multi-cat household? Um, and are they making more urine, therefore they need to pee more? And it's not actually a peeing problem as such. It's an overproduction of urine problem, which could be kidney troubles or diabetes or stuff yeah. that you need blood tests to, to sort of diagnose. So, um, yeah, the, that, you know, weeing habits – can change over time, but a lot of the time there's a, you know, a, a health problem that goes along with it that you can address and, and needs to have something done about it. Yeah. Um, and poop troubles look to some extent, um, dogs probably more so than cats. Um, if, if their back disease is getting bad enough, like disc disease, they mm-hmm. can end up with less awareness of when they need to go for poop sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to hang on all night and half the next day and not have to go to the, toilet but mm-hmm. then they start to get sort of caught short um and they mightn't make it 
outside to go to the toilet because they just haven't got that neurological awareness. Yeah. Um, and occasionally, you know, further down the track, you'll end up with, you know, poops in the bed and the pet was just asleep and didn't know it happened sort of thing. And that's, I've had that at my place several times. Um, was it the pet or was it you? No, it was the pet. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, if you're doing all the arthritis stuff and everything else, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just happens sometimes because yeah. unfortunately they will continue to deteriorate and hopefully at a slower rate because of all the stuff that we can sort of help out with. But um, they are still, aging and, and are going to wear out at some stage and, yeah. and sometimes that's one of the things that can happen yeah yeah um so lumps and bumps yep it, there's all sorts of lumps and bumps that appear yep and again dogs seem to get more lumps and bumps than cats yeah um but i mean dogs those non-shedding dogs with the little warty looking yes. adenoma lumps i mean you know dogs that don't lose their hair are a lot more prone to getting those and they're sort of you know up to match head um, yep. sort of size they're quite common but again you know any one of those lumps could be a potentially nasty lump i mean really any lump that's new ideally should be checked by your vet yeah um, because there's um, mast cell tumours and, and relatively common tumours that, that can get away really quickly and are really bad news. Mm-hmm. Look, there's lots of dogs that have got 10 or 15 up to golf ball size lumps underneath their skin, which are probably lipomas like fatty cysts. Yeah. But again, we see them all the time and, and you, I could I usually say, you know, I'm 99.5% sure that this is going to be a lipoma, a fatty mm-hmm. cyst, but ideally getting them checked out and a little needle stuck in them and, and diagnose exactly what they are yeah. um, because your pet might have 14 of those style lumps and then it's a different style lump, which which can be really bad news. Yeah. But, you know, certainly not uncommon and you just lay your hands on um, regularly and if something's getting bigger – that had been there before, but it's growing faster than what it had been before. Okay, that's a problem. Um, or if there's something that's new, okay, that's a problem as well. Yeah. yeah but, you know, certainly not uncommon. Um, most pets will get a lump of some sort. Most of them are not a problem, yeah. but, but some of them aren't. Yeah. So, again, just regular checks and, and you end up with this long list of this is where the lumps are on the dog and this is how yeah. big they are. And you know, <laughs> at six months later, you can s- compare, okay, it was, you know, two centimetres by two centimetres last time and now it's, you know, three and a half by three and a half. Okay, that's growing a bit fast. So it's a um, lump inventory. Yep, there's plenty of lump inventory out there. <laughs> um, and, and in general, like on a day-to-day basis, what kind of extra little bit of care do senior pets need? Like toenails is one that comes to mind. Yep, they keep growing just the same as they did when they were young, but they just don't wear them down on, on average as much as they used to because yeah. they're not as active. Um, so you might find that they need to have their toenails trimmed more, yeah. fre- more frequently, basically, particularly those dew claws. But, but you know, I have little old cats that, um, you know, are old cats and are just getting sore and you look at their claws and they, they seem to lose the ability to retract their claws to some oh, extent. Yeah. Um, and I've seen lots of little old cats that where the claws end up growing right back around and through the pad and oh. like it gets nasty because Ouch. they're not wearing them down as much as they did. Um, so just, yeah, that regular foot checks and, again, if you've got arthritic feet that are painful feet, they yeah. mightn't like their feet being touched as much. Um, but that's, you know, whether your vet can help out with that, you know, for various reasons. But, yeah, toenails are something that's it's really common to get overgrown toenails in older pets because they're not wearing them as yeah. much. Yeah. And then there's the preventative stuff like um, prevent prevention with dental disease, like yep. giving, you know, dental sticks and bones and um, the sort of the mouth rinsey stuff. What, what all that sort of thing with older pets? All, all those things, and, and I mean, again, at your regular um, vet checks, they'll be checking that and making sure that there's no sign of disease going on. I mean, some older pets that have had multiple dentals or have had extractions, it, it's harder to use dental chews and stuff like that to keep yeah. their teeth clean because they haven't got 
front teeth, sorry, um, top teeth to chew against with the yeah. bottom teeth sort of thing. So you end up with sections of the mouth that it's harder to keep clean. And, yeah. and you know, brushing from an early age is, is always a good thing. Yeah. There's not that many people I can convince to, to brush their dog's teeth and, and dogs that are happy to put up with it. <laughs> and, and, and cats are probably even less likely yeah. to some extent. Um, but, yeah, there's other things that you can use, you know, in water additives and that sort of thing yes. that can help with um, dental hygiene if you've got a specific problem, but you've got to look at it to know that you've got a specific problem regularly. Yeah. 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 And I, I even think just things like making sure they have a nice soft bed because oh. as they get older, they, they get a bit more sore to lay down. Absolutely. I mean, soft bedding always you know, should be offered. Yeah. Um, in summer sometimes they'll prefer the cold, hard, cool, tiled floor or concrete sort of thing. But if you've got soft bedding on offer and, and maybe it's in summer, it's make sure it's a well-ventilated sort yeah. of soft, you know, hammock-style bed potentially. Yeah. Um, definitely winter, yeah, soft bedding is, is really important because the cooler they get, the worse their joints are and, and things like dog rugs and coats and that sort of thing, yeah. you know, just to try and keep them as, as um, comfy and crispy as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Little old man jumpers yep, and things. absolutely. Skivvies. Yeah, yep. even socks. <laughs> yes, yep, absolutely. And, and, I mean, traction on floors is, is a – Big thing. So, I mean, you know, some pets will go into um, booties or um, grip aids and that sort of yeah. thing, and stick on claws and stick on pads um, and stick on little crystals um, that can help to um, yeah, give them better traction inside because that, you know, it certainly becomes more of an issue on slippery floors and that sort of thing. So, just being mindful of, of okay, the little ways you can make your pet's life happier, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. They've given a lifetime of love. Absolutely. So we deserve to give them a little bit more, bit, bit more attention, a bit more spoiling. Yeah, and sometimes just being, mind, being mindful of stuff. And if something's changed, seek professional help realistically. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else that you want to discuss in particular with, with senior pets, anything else that springs to mind? I could, I could waffle on about all this for <laughs> hours on each of those topics. But I know. Um, no, I think that's sort of a general overview of, of, you know, the things that we can do. And, and a lot of it starts at your vet. Yeah. Um, and – if they can't find anything wrong, that's bloody awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, most of the time, senior vet checks, you'll be looking at things like blood tests and, and regular urine tests because you'll pick up stuff on blood tests that you can't physically see or feel on the outside. Yeah. Um, so that's a really important part of senior healthcare is yeah, a good establishment um, of, a, of a relationship with your vet yeah. and um, get those things checked out. And if there isn't anything going on, awesome. Um, we've got a comparison for you know, six months or 12 months' time yeah. as far as blood tests and urine tests goes because a lot of that stuff you, you pick it up early. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's, that's the most important things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed listening and learned some stuff about senior pets and I, I learned a few interesting facts. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy your senior pets. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.